This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au. And tonight on the Rush Hour, it's Maroon and Richie Friedman. Big news out of Newcastle with Kalen Ponga looking set to sign with the Knights. Cricket Australia appointed interim chairman of selectors. Adam Voges cops a nasty bouncer in Perth. We'll get an update on his condition on the Rush Hour tonight. To the rush hour. Yeah, we do it for lendy.com.au. Get your home loan online. Maroon Richard Friedman. Hello, Rich. Hello, Maroon. Now, we know each other very well. I'm just trying to think, have we ever worked together on the radio? No, we haven't, but it's been a lifelong ambition of mm. mine to work with you, Maroon. Well, I understand. Now I have fulfilled it. Because we're both crazy, mad Seinfeld <laughs> fans. Yes. You know? Yeah, we do like Larry David. We, oh, absolutely. Oh, well, Larry. Took, took the Seinfeld <laughs> top tour around Europe. Well, mate, I'm, I'm going to take some time a little bit later on to ask you a little bit about yourself and uh, stuff that I don't know because I'm not into horse racing. Maybe you've got some oh, colourful that sounds, stories. That about sounds dangerous. Some colourful identities <laughs> and right. that sort of thing. I'll now, think of some. Just before we get to that, though, uh, Adam Voges, we spoke about this a little bit earlier, been diagnosed with concussion and ruled out of the rest of WA's Sheffield Shield match against Tasmania after being hit in the head by a bouncer in a Sheffield Shield match. Now, uh, Voges was 16 not out when a delivery from Tasmania's Cameron Stevenson hit him on the helmet. Nothing worse than getting hit on the helmet as he tried to turn away and avoid the short ball shortly before lunch on day one. But looks yeah. like he's going to be okay. He hasn't had much of a week, has he, Adam Voges? He made no runs in the test in Tasmania. Mm. He's been under pressure before he even got in there. Now he's under pressure to... He, he, probably, he might even lose his test spot. And he's been, you know, bonked on the scone by a bouncer. Yeah. Aren't we very sensitive about that now? And probably rightly so. Yeah, absolutely. After after the Philip Hughes incident, but we hear about every p- cricketer who gets hit on the head with a bouncer. Now it's big news across the nation, and it's the same thing with with my game, Rich Rugby League. Like you know, I, I, we go back to you know, look, me and you are fifty plus. You go back to the seventies and eighties. A little, a big bloke, a pick up, a little bloke, dump him on his head. Mm. Families on the hill will be going, "What a bloody great tackle!" You know, <laughs> but now we know so much more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, and more is going to come out too. If the NFL experience is anything to go by, mm-hmm. there's going to be more come out of rugby league as well in the in time to come. You know, I hope not, but the likelihood is it will. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it will. Well, anyway, we'll talk uh, more rugby league very shortly with uh, Brent Reid. Uh, Kalen Ponga looks set to sign with the Knights on a deal worth about $3.5 million. We've got that. We've got more cricket. It's all coming up right here on the Rush Hour right after Green Day. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au. Rush Hour on Triple M, Richard Friedman and Maroon. Time to talk a little bit of rugby league with another member of the uh, Triple M NRL call team, Brent Reid from the Australian newspaper. Me, oh, mate, Reedy, how are you, mate? Long time no speak. Hello, gents. How are we doing? Rugby league, it never ends. No, the, the dramas continue. Now we've got a signing of a teenager for an amount that might buy him four houses. Well, exactly, boys. Kalen Ponga, I mean, played a couple of games, obviously, at the end of this season for the Cowboys. And, look, everyone I've spoken to this week has said this kid's a can't miss. I mean, that's easy to say, isn't it? We've seen plenty of them over the years. But he seems as sure as sure thing as you can find in rugby league at the age of 18. And the deal, look, I've been told it's $3.5 million over five years. Uh, it's been reported as three point seven over five years. Look, whatever it is, it's a monstrous deal for an 18-year-old kid who's played two games in the NRL. Uh, and obviously, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but Paul Green, 
Uh, the Cowboys coach said today that he expects Carlin Ponga will be at Newcastle in 2018. Now, we've got to stress this is for 2018. So he's contracted with the Cowboys next year. And Greeny's saying we're not going to let him go early. There was a, a, a suggestion maybe he'd go a year early. Greeny's saying that won't happen. But from 18, it looks like Carlin Ponga will be at Newcastle on a massive deal. Uh, and he'll be one of the highest paid players running around in rugby league. Well, see, this is the thing, Reedy. Nathan Brown has said all along he means business when it comes mm. to... There's no short-term, there's no Band-Aid solution at Newcastle. He let a few players go. He cleared the decks. Here's an opportunity for him to sign a player that's probably got a huge, humongous future in the game, which mm. is only going to mean other players are going to want to play it at Newcastle. And for people who say Newcastle won't make the eight in the next five years... That is garbage. The Rabbitohs in 2006 won three games. 2007, they made the finals. Yeah, Marine, they've got to surround this kid with some players. There's no doubt about that. And I, I know they've got a lot of players coming off contract at the end of next season. So they've got a bit of money to play with, but they need to sign some blokes to put around this kid because you can't, you know, he'll be 19 when he arrives there. They're talking about playing him fullback. It's a lot of responsibility to put on a kid. I know you're playing him a lot of money, but to put that responsibility on him with the players that are there, there at the moment, I mean, it's going to be a battle for him. So I'm sure Brownie's out there in the market and, and be, there's a lot of players coming off contract at the end of 17 and Newcastle are, are going to be big players and they need to be because they need to surround him with some good players. Well, exactly. If they put him at fullback, you can understand that they can pay him a decent amount. You couldn't pay him mm. that to stand on the wing, which is what he, I think he did in his only two NRL appearances. But mm. if they don't put some players in front of him, all he'll be doing is catching bombs and, and you know, returning kicks. Yeah, and getting bashed and, yeah. and yeah. you know, that can quickly erase a bloke's confidence and it's interesting that this has come out in the last couple of days, boys because the NRL obviously announced a, a new program today, a Pathways program for, for kids and bringing them through and and at that, Brian Cannavan spoke about the fact that obviously the game's trying to cap, cap the amount of money teenagers are, are paid and the amount of players NRL teams can sign to top-grade contracts, the amount of teenagers, that's not over the line yet, uh, and it won't come into effect from 2018, but Kalen Ponga could be the last mega-contract we see given to a teenage player because the NRL wants to stop this because it puts far too much pressure on kids when they get massive money at a young age and the expectation, the pressure that comes with this. You know, this could be the last deal we see of this kind uh, and, you know, Kalen Ponga will be the one who's going to carry that pressure around when he joins the Knights. Well, I've been, you know, I've got mates who know people at the NRL and, and they've told me that the, the debts that the club owe, well, the, the, the losses that the clubs have made, that's more accurately put, the losses they have made, which were reputed to be in the paper the other day at around the, collectively around the 36 million mark, something like that, mm. is over 50 when you take out the money that is tipped in by... Mm. Uh, licensed clubs into the those uh, football clubs as well, and there is going to be a big blow up between the NRL and the clubs over the, the you know what the NRL I think see as profligate spending. Yeah, uh, look, there's no doubt that kids are being paid too much money at the moment in our game. I think you look at at rugby and AFL, you know, they they the kids don't earn the, the sort of money our kids do, and it's not just the that they're spending massive money on some kids. It's the fact that the money's spread around amongst so many kids. And clubs are just throwing money at these kids. They're not all paying them a fortune, but when you add it all up, it adds up to a lot of money. And the NRL wants to help, the, I guess, protect the clubs from themselves and their front by stopping that happening. Mate, just before we stop talking mm. uh, NRL and move on to cricket, just on the Newcastle Knights, we talk mm. about Band-Aid solutions. 
can you see any improvement in them next year? Have they attracted any players? I know they're going to have a whole off-season together, but by golly, they were light on talent this season. Yeah, look, I can't see a massive amount of improvement in the next year, to be honest, Maureen. You know, off the top of my head, I can't remember who they've actually signed for next year. I don't think they've made many inroads at all. And they obviously blooded some young kids this year, but you know, that, they were the worst side in the history of the NRL last year, mm. oh, this this season. You know, it's a long way up from there to make the top eight. So maybe they'll get, they'll get a little better, but they're a long way off threatening for a final spot. Won't happen next year. Reedy, I believe you're out at the Australian Open Golf. I am, yeah. Yeah, Who, loving it. What's what's happening out there? Got any scores for us? Yeah, look, young Curtis Luck, the amateur star that everyone's talking about at the moment, he's actually leading the, in the equal lead of this tournament, Lucas Herbert. So... Big day for Curtis Luck. He played with Jordan Spieth and Jeff Ogilvie, and he outshot them both. So, you know, we're talking a 20-year-old kid. Everyone's talking he's going to play the U.S. Masters next year because he won the U.S. Amateur, and he's the name on the tip of everyone's tongue, and he might be the next great Australian golfer, boys, Curtis Luck. All right, Reedy, good to talk to you, mate, and look forward to working with you again next year on the uh, Triple M NRL call team. Is that a guarantee? Is that a contract? Or is that an offer? Uh, well, uh, yes, mate. You'll be paying you in uh, three crown lagers and a uh, a pork roll. That's yeah. what you'll oh, be getting pay paid. Rise. Yeah, oh, pay please. rise, yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Reedy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, boys. Good on you, mate. More to come. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au. Yeah, a bunch of uh, Aussie test players playing shield cricket today. Look at some of those results very shortly for you on the Rush Hour. But right now, it's time for this. Right now. This is the Triple M Rush Hour. Live sports update. We Drive will drive you and your car home for as little as $30. Download the We Drive app today. Uh, Trevor Hones has been appointed interim chairman of selectors with Test Cricket. The Test grade Greg Chappell also called onto the panel on a temporary basis. Rod Marsh's sudden uh, resignation as national selector yesterday on the eve of a pivotal round of Sheffield Shield for Australian cricket prompted an extraordinary board meeting last night. Now, Ricky Ponting has blamed Australia's poor performances on a brain drain as greats choose the cashed-up commentary box ahead of coaching. This is interesting. Speaking with alloutcricket.com, Ponting said, quote, Cricket Australia know this. I've been telling them this for 100 years. They have to look at maybe paying state coaches more and trying to get the so-called experts in the game. And it's the same in England. If you look through the greats, of the game, how many of those guys are actually back inside the system coaching somewhere? They're not that they're all sitting back behind a microphone commentating because they get paid more and less intrusive time-wise. I think it's something that needs to be looked at. You have to agree with that, wouldn't you, Rich? Oh, I think there's a there's a point there definitely that, that Ricky Ponting raises there. You've got to get the best guys in the chair and, and uh, clearly if they're going to broadcast, because it's easier to broadcast, you don't have to spend as much time doing it, you get paid a lot more money, well, that's what's going to happen. But surprising... Uh, I think the the selection of Greg Chappell back onto the the uh, selection panel because he's been a selector before, mm. and I think it was only as late as 2011. Some people must have some short memories mm. that the cricketers at that time wanted him ba- banned from the dressing yeah, room because yeah. they said he was a toxic influence in there and driving them insane, and he was sacked as selector. Mm. So. What's old is new again. He must have learned some lessons. Before that, I think he was coaching India before that and he had a tempestuous time over there. So, you know, he's not the easiest personality to get along with, Greg Chappell, but uh, clearly they think he's the right man for the job this time around. All right. Sam Mitchell and Trent Cotchin have revealed they're both really proud 
I like this story. To accept the 2012 Brownlow medal, having been awarded the honour from the AFL Commission on Tuesday, both players had initially tied for second place back in 2012, only to be given the Brownlow after its original winner, Joe Watson, was ruled ineligible due to his part in Essendon's Supplements Saga. Yeah. Well, he wasn't the fairest. Now, the Brownlow's for the fairest and the best. The fairest comes first. Yeah. Fairest and the best. Mm. And if you've breached the the uh, drug rules, which Job has been found guilty of doing, uh, then you weren't the fairest in that year. So it rightfully goes to the next guys. Yep. And, and these guys should accept it and be proud of it. They performed well enough to be the fairest and the best. Uh, he might have been the best Job Watson in the year, but he wasn't the fairest and the best. That's, that's a fair call. Parramatta Reels signing spree continues with Brett Noddy Kamali signing on as halves coach for the 2017 season. Noddy's fair can be into more clubs than <laughs> Slim Dusty. Good on you, mate. All the best with it, though. I like Noddy. Following the resign, <laughs> re-signing of Clint Gutherson yesterday for a further two years, it's another great addition to the club after a nightmare season this year. I know as Paul Crawley writes in the telly today more about the uh, Parramatta board and they're going to give five, open the door to five new board members. It just never ends at Parramatta. No. Well, Parramatta sells more newspapers than any other club mm-hmm. in the NRL. Mm-hmm. Bless them. There's always a crisis at Parramatta. Oh, and just when you think you've heard the last of it... No. It gets worse. You never have. That is the sports <laughs> update uh, for We Drive. Richie Friedman and Maroon here on the Rush Hour. Back with more right after this. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. Uh, looking for a better home loan? Go to lendy.com.au and get your home loan. Richard Friedman and Maroon in the chair tonight. I'm going to talk a little bit of racing now, which is, of course, your uh, field of expertise, Rich. Allegedly. Um, and Now, <laughs> let me see if I've got this right. James McDonald, who I understand to be one of the world's top Jockeys, not just Australia's, but mm. one of the world's most credible jockeys, retained um, by for Sheikh Mohammed to ride for him. Now, Sheikh Mohammed is royalty. Yeah. So this is a pretty big gig this bloke's got. Yeah, it is. And he's been charged by stewards with betting on a horse that he rode. Yeah. Which is a big no-no. Well, yeah, it know. is. I mean, you might think, and people might think, that if a jockey bets on a horse that he's riding and it wins, which this horse did with James on it, What's wrong with that? But it's the first rule, 101 in racing, jockeys must not bet. Mm. And they've toughened up the rules since a couple of years ago. Damien Oliver, who's one of our top jockeys, had a bet on a horse in a race that he wasn't riding, and he did ride in the same race. And the horse he bet on won. And the horse he rode did not win. And he did some sort of plea bargain, I think, because he ended up with only a six-month suspension, which everyone thought was a pretty light penalty Mm. for Mm. what he'd done. They've since toughened the laws, and James McDonald, who is one, as you say, one of the world's great jockeys, and one and one of Australia's top two, or th- maybe three, he'd be in the top three for sure, probably in the top two jockeys. Uh, he may do two year disqualification. Now, a disqualification means he can't ride track work, he can't visit a racing stable, he can't go to a racetrack. He's not even really supposed to mix with licensed racing people, trainers, jockeys, and they're his friends, and you know, it's it's. It expunges him from the industry for two years, which could have a serious effect on his career long term. And what would... I don't know what Sheikh Mohammed will do. Even if he's found guilty of a lesser charge, would he stand by him? Well, not for two years. No one's going to. But I would assume, Rich, like, just, like, working for the Sheikh, just the retainer, 
just the retainer that he would get every week w- would be very, very large, mm. and that you know, and that situation would disappear immediately. Yeah, and you know, it's a, it's, it's just a, a black eye. Racing doesn't need, and jockeys know they're not allowed to do this, but they've. They've been unaware that the stewards now have far greater investigative powers than they've ever had before and ability to uncover these sorts of things. Now, they've found some sort of tra- money trail that has led back to James, allegedly, and he's been charged. He hasn't been found guilty yet. So, we, But that's where we're at at the moment. Mm, there's been, it's, it's awful when you, an industry you love, like obviously you love the racing industry, and sometimes it feels like you only hear when things go bad. Yeah, you know? yeah, I know, and that's probably the public perception too. But there's a, there's there's thousands of races run in Australia every week, mm. hundreds at least, probably thousands, and you never hear any bad stories. They yeah. just they just roll and roll on. But uh, yeah, there's there's always that colourful side to racing. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking like going back to the 70s and 80s, you know, <laughs> you would have met some colourful idea. You would have met. who? Well, tell don't me about go, some of the characters you. you met. Oh, no. But, you, you know, you, you're, you've you got, uh, what do they uh, say? You're immune from prosecution, mate. You, tell right. us a good story. All right. When we first went to Melbourne, my brothers and I, we were just kids from the bush. We had a few horses. We arrived at Flemington Racecourse. We're going to train racehorses. Anyway, we started training a few winners and and uh, my dad had recently died and he was a bit of a property developer up here in Sydney and things, you know, a few property developments went up the spout and anyway, there's a knock on our door. We started training a few winners, a couple of big heavy blokes, said, uh, you Lee Friedman? I said, no. He said, is he here? I said, no. Well, he was. He was sitting about three feet away. But anyway, I, said, I started giving him a bit of lip, you know, what do you blokes want? And they said... We, you were going to pay us some money. And we said, what? We didn't have any money, by the way. And they said, yeah, you're going to pay. I said, no, I won't be paying anything anyway. He's pulled back the coat and there's a little piece in the... Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've gone, I've given them some lip and slammed the door and then said, what? They're going to kill us. They're going to kill us. <laughs> Panic. And anyway, we ring the... Our only friend in Melbourne, we ring the trainer across the road. He said, I've got a black might be able to help you. So anyway, said anyone who can help us says, I'll bring him over on Monday. Comes over with this beautifully dressed tall man and this man comes in the house and he said, I'd like you to meet Alphonse Cangitano. Oh, 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 you're joking. <laughs> we didn't know who he was. <laughs> he was just some nice man who's going to help us. Right? <laughs> so anyway, we, we've sat down with Alphonse. Would you like a cup of tea? You know, we've had the cup of tea. He said, listen, I think I can sort this out for you boys. So so uh, anyway, Julie gets sorted out and uh, Alphonse says, now... If you could just do me a favour, right? Yeah, favour, no problem. Yes, just tip me a winner. And because trainers are allowed to tip, we said, yeah, yeah, winners all the time. Once we did that, our friend, the other trainer, said, you know what you've done here? He said, that's the biggest gangster in Melbourne. Now you've got to tip him a winner. If it doesn't win, (laughs) you you got even bigger trouble. He said, oh, well, thanks very much (laughs) for bringing this our way. Anyway, long story short, we got we got what the only horse we thought could win. We took it to a maiden up at Ballarat. We set it for this terrible little maiden, and it. We said to the jockey, "Just get it to the front. It's a bit weak, but if you can get to the lead in the straight, we think it can hang on." Anyway, as we're saddling it up, they used to put the old prices up. You know, they go up ten dollars. Our horse went up ten to one. Then it was six to one, four to one, two to oh. one, six to four on. How much has this bloke had on it? <laughs> we'll never get out if it loses. Right? Anyway, it jumps, it runs. It's just about, it's got to the front and the straight. It's going to win, it's going to win. There's one cutting it down, right? Mm. Get to the line, photo. 
Oh. And we've gone, oh, we're dead. We're finished. It's over for us at such a young age. Anyway, we're watching the semaphore. They used to semaphore up the old numbers and up. Up goes our number. Hey, it's all over. We're all done. As they're coming back to scale, right, they're coming back into Wayne. We're high-fiving and slapping hands. And I heard the jockey on the second horse go, that thing uh, rolled out a little bit. I think we should protest. I've gone, protest? <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> so, but luckily, but this is an old story. It's many, many years ago. The trainer of the second horse was a mate of mine. And he said, uh, he said, do you think, uh, I said to him, you're going to protest? He said, oh, well, the jockey wants to protest. I said, how much is this race worth? He said, oh, I don't know, $6,000. I said, what's your cut? You know, your percentage. A 600 might get a sling, might get $1,000. I said, I'll give you 2000 not to protest. <laughs> he said, sold. <laughs> so we win. It's all over. And he didn't want another tip, Alfonso. Never that. heard from him again, ever. Rush Hour, Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au. Rush Hour on Triple M. Thanks to lendy.com.au. Get your home loan online, Richard Friedman and Maroon. Uh, time to talk a little bit of uh, Shield cricket. Rich, you're, you're, you love all sports, don't you? Oh, I love every, uh, particularly cricket. I do love yeah. my cricket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like motor racing? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> you like every sport. Everything, yeah. Um, as long as it's a top sport, mm-hmm. I won't watch what I perceive to be uh, in a lot of second level sport. What do you yeah, mean? And I guess you could say that Sheffield Shield is, but I think you've got some top line players in there. Do you like the sport of coits, which nobody seems to be playing anymore? I would watch the World Championship of coits. I actually went to the I went to the World Slasher Derby cockfight in oh, in Manila one time. Fair dinkum. Yes, it was an eye opener. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'll never go to another one. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> Victoria, two for two ninety two against New South Wales. Peter Hanscom, one hundred and ten. Yeah, he's he's another one's putting his hand up for uh, Test selection. Peter Hanscom, he's Victorian bat, batsman, he made one hundred and ten off one hundred and ninety three balls. Now he he was he joined Travis Dean, who was an opener, and they put on two hundred and twenty five mm-hmm. in an unbroken stand. It's just that's really putting the pressure on. Now he's been in good form for the Bush Rangers, Hanscom, and he'll be one that Mark Waugh, who was out at the SCG, will be watching for a test spot. All these people are putting their hand up now because they know there's test spots available. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bowlers, Nathan Lyon had figures of none for 88 from 27 overs. Mm. Now, uh, Queensland, five for 329 at stumps against South Australia. Joe Burns out for four runs. Matty Renshaw top scored with 108. And Usman Kawaja out for 106 runs. Um, the bowling, Adam Zampa. Now, Adam Zampa, this kid's got three for 84 from 18 yeah. overs yeah. compared to a Nathan Lyon. Well, you know, Nathan Lyon, who, who's who got 200 test wickets, you know, there's no doubt he's been a very good servant of the test team, but he, he's, he, does, he hasn't been frightening anybody lately, you know, and these, these other players like Adam Zampa's putting his hand up and Stephen O'Keefe's there and, you know, Nathan Lyon's going to be, it's going to be tough for him to hang on to his spot, but... 200 test wickets, you'd kind of reckon he's got some brownie points. Mm-hmm. WA 6 for 231 against uh, Tasmania. Jackson Bird figures of one f- of one from one for 42 from 12 overs. Yeah, pretty economical, I guess, off 12 overs there. He hasn't conceded too many runs, but uh, one for 42. He's just on the verge, Jackson Bird. He was, they almost selected him for the first test in Perth because there didn't look like much turn in the wicket, but they ended up taking Nathan Lyon in. He, he just... He got hammered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he just put up a five for somewhere or something, I reckon he'd be straight in. Yeah, yeah. Pro- provided the pitch isn't going to turn. You know, you go to Sydney or something, you're going to have to take a spinner in and he probably misses out then, you know. Yeah. 
Okay. That's the Shield Cricket results. That is Richard Friedman talking a little bit of cricket on the Rush Hour. Back with more after this. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour. Sports update. We Drive will drive you and your car home for as little as $30. Download the We Drive app today. Okay, fresh off the back of breaking a five-year winless streak, two-time Australian Open champion Aaron Badley has even bigger goals in mind. As a teenage amateur, Badley stated his dream to one day be golfing's world number one. Speaking ahead of today's first round, Badley said, people can think, hey, that's a bit crazy, but honestly, I think it's very attainable and I'm excited. Uh, I don't see any reason why my goals should change just because I'm a little bit older. Good on you, mate. Here, here. Andy Murray trawled deep into his energy reserves to outlast Japan's Kai Nishikora, 676464 on Wednesday. Richie thinks that's a number for a pizza. 676464 <laughs> on Wednesday in the longest match since ATP World Tour Finals moved to London. Mm, pizza. And if you missed it earlier, the Cowboys have conceded the teen prodigy Kalen Ponga is all but confirmed ahead to the Newcastle Knights in 2018 on a massive five-year, $3.5 million deal. That's a sports update for We Drive. Back to wrap things up in the rush hour right after this. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au. Rush Hour on Triple M. That just about wraps things up. Before we do a little bit of NRL, this is an interesting one, uh, Rich. Uh, Hodges and Corey Oates apparently had a little bit of a little bit of a push and shove, a little bit of a fisty cuffs in a nightclub in Fortitude Valley in Brisbane. I think it was handbags at 10 paces. Oh, Nothing came of it. Blokes out on the drink. It's <laughs> going to happen. Well, you get young blokes fired up out on the drink. Something's going to happen. Mm. You know, is that a story? I, you know, I guess it is because it's a rugby league player's story with high profiles. But, hey, so this, this. How many times a season do we see that story? Yeah, Just the names yeah. change. Mm, yeah. No, I agree, mate. Let's let it blowing off a little bit of steam. Yeah. Shut up, you idiots. Go and have a glass of water. Wash your faces and get they'll on. They'll be with outside it. going, oh, "I love yous. Oh, I really love yous. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate." And they'll be crying and carrying yeah, yeah. on. You see, everyone's seen it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now the four nations this weekend: the Aussies and New Zealand. Uh, there's no doubt that uh, you're going to be watching this one. Three and a half nations. <laughs> yeah, and they almost dropped to three when New Zealand <laughs> couldn't get the job done against. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. oh, you look, I think it'd be great. Always great. You know, it just shows how strong the NRL is, though. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they are just, it's just the NRL. Mm. Uh, Mate, what, what about, speaking of the NRL, what about your uh, Seagulls? Like, by their, um, you know, by, by their lofty standards, it was a disappointing year. It, it was a disappointing year because I thought at the beginning of the year, that we might have a chance of doing something, but it never really happened. But I guess you've got to give them another year to bed it in and, yeah. you know, maybe the end of next season we can judge better. And the Trebojeviches, mate, geez, they're exciting to watch, yeah, aren't yeah, they? they you'd, every, you'd love to have them at Souths, Oh, mate, we you? don't need them at Souths, mate. <laughs> we don't need them at Souths. But no, look, all the best with them too because, uh, you know, I think Trent's going to be a great coach and, yeah. as you say, might take another year or two. But yeah. the Trebojeviches just got better every week, didn't they? And by oh. the end of the season... I don't know where they keep finding them, but mm, they do. Mm. Mate, it's been an pl- absolute pleasure working with you. Well, I can tick off one on the bucket yeah. list Let, now. I've worked with Maroon. Let's hope Dan gets really sick or something and we <laughs> can do it again. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding, Dan, if you're listening. This has been the Rush Hour on Triple M, and uh, we will see you again tomorrow night where I think Dan will make a return. Right here, Rush Hour. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Lendy. Looking for a better home loan? Compare in seconds and apply online at lendy.com.au.